All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. Sorry, we are a couple minutes late. Let's see, we have a comment from um, Sharon. Hey, Sharon, how you doing? Glad Sharon. to see you with us tonight. Welcome to joy in the midst of the storm. We like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living. And thank the Lord for another chance to get all of our acts together. He gives us so many chances, and I'm definitely grateful for that. So as you see from the title, which saint are you? We can we are all part of one body in Christ. We definitely are all not the same. And Jesus talks in parables in a lot of different places. So right now we're just going to be talking about uh, one in the eighth chapter of Luke when he talks about a sower and sowing the seeds and where all those seeds end up. And we can look at that and see how it applies to our daily lives because every single one of us fits into one of these categories that this parable is talking about. So again, hopefully you guys are having a blessed day and we'll go ahead and get into it. I'll turn it over to Minister Tony Banks. Thank you, Melvin. Before we move too far, um, we always like to start by saying a quick prayer. If you guys can and will, bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity to study your word, to, to just grow and get closer to you. Lord, we thank you for how you've kept us throughout the week, throughout the months, throughout the years, Lord. How you've washed over us throughout, throughout our journeys to work coming home, Lord, just traveling over the highways, maybe it's a vacation. No matter what's going on, Lord, we thank you for how you continually just bless us with so many things that we aren't deserving of. So, Lord, we can't ever say thank you enough. Lord, we're also praying for the people that are going through so many trials and tribulation, going through turmoil, Lord, all the horrible things that life can present us sometimes. Lord, we're praying that through it all, that people would recognize, that we all would recognize that there is joy in the midst of whatever storm it is. So we're praying to keep focus in you. So, Lord, we pray that you would always just help us to remember that, even the times where it seems like we forget. So, Lord, we're asking you these many blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Melvin already introduced what we were talking about today, but before we get into that, I was looking at a story um, that, that has become pretty popular. Uh, it's where this, uh, I think it was a white lady, she, I don't really remember exactly what happened in the story. I think, I'm not 100% sure, so somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think this is where the lady went to the wrong house and killed uh, the man that lived there mistakenly. And I remember I seen the video. They released a video uh, where she called the cops and how she was crying and saying she thought it was the right. She thought it was the right house. And so I've been seeing a lot of uh, backlash about what happened in court and how uh, the man who was killed brother he said that he forgave the woman who did the deed and so a lot of people i've seen some of my own friends on facebook say that they could never forgive somebody who has uh, murdered one of their family members and so it's it's a it's a very horrible uh, situation that occurred uh, to these people and our hearts go out to them but now that we we try to move on because from everything I've seen I like I said I don't know I don't know the lady I don't know anything about uh her and whatever this situation other than what I read or slash seen but she appears to be remorseful nevertheless whether she is or not we see a man who has lost his own brother say I forgive this person. If that's not a Christian, uh, a, the Christian thing to do, I don't know what is. Because Jesus told us we need to forgive, no matter what circumstance it's in. And so for people claiming, I am a Christian, and yet we see someone make, uh, act as a Christian. They carry themselves as a Christian by saying, I forgive this person. How can we attack them and say, no, you shouldn't forgive them? 
because they did they did wrong. Sure, she did wrong. Nobody's arguing that. But we are doing wrong by saying we we are telling people not to forgive others when God himself told us to forgive because he forgave you. But Jesus said if we don't forgive, then God's not going to forgive you. So ask yourself, is not being forgiven and going to hell worth holding a grudge against someone? I know it ain't worth it. Nothing is worth going to hell. So it, it's a it's a really a, it it all the situation was already sad that a person lost their life. And so now the situation has become even more uh shameful to see so many people who claim Christianity attack a young man well, I'm calling him young. I don't know how old he is, but attack this man who has chosen to say he forgives. Forgiveness is a beautiful thing. But I, I just wanted to discuss, talk about that a little bit because I was thinking about it before we came on. Um, and I, I don't know if Melvin was going to talk about that or not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but at the end of the day, to all of the body of Christ to all the people uh, carrying the name of Jesus that's our job that's our job is to forgive I know it may be hard but that's our job it, and I, it's easy to say oh I hate that person for doing that that's, the, that's easy it is so easy I was talking about that to uh, some people at my job it's easy to retaliate when someone does something bad to you, it's easy to say, I'm going to get them back. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that's easy. That's super easy. But the challenge comes when you can say, I'm going to forgive them. Even though it's hurting me inside what they did to me, I'm going to choose to forgive them. That's where the challenge comes. But if we are to put our trust in God, he will make that burden light. It will become easier to do these things. I'm not saying it's going to be the easiest thing in the world, but God is going to make it easier. But so today, though, we're, we're going to talk about tonight, rather. We're going to talk about which saint are you? And so even with what we started out talking about, I didn't even intend to talk about that, but even in that scenario, you can find out where you lie in God. If you automatically say, I just will never forgive him. I'm praying. And I know I've said some stuff like that too before. But God has changed my mind on it. Because I recognize it's in my best interest to forgive. It's in my best interest. See, I'm saving myself by forgiving somebody else. We don't recognize how we hurt ourselves. Thinking we're hurting somebody else. We're hurting ourselves the whole time. But so tonight we're going to look at ourselves. We're going to see what kind of saint, what kind of child of God, what kind of follower are we? So as we look at these scriptures, and I don't expect to get a whole lot of amens and... <laughs> And glory to God, praise God, because once we start looking at ourselves, we get quiet because we know exactly who we are. We just don't like to admit it. So let's look at these scriptures. We're going to look at Luke 8 and we'll look at verse 10 uh, because that's the focus verse. But we'll go back up just to understand what's going on here. Melvin, if you will. All right, uh, Luke 8 and verse 10. And he said unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Jesus talking here, he said, unto you, he's talking to the disciples. He's talking to these people who would carry his word throughout the, throughout the world. He said, unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, 
but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Kingdom of God is nothing but the Holy Ghost. So it was given to the disciples that Jesus chose to understand the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, he told us in another place, when the Comforter come, which is the Holy Ghost, it was going to teach them all truth and bring whatsoever Jesus has said to them to their remembrance. So the Holy Ghost is what was going to bring the understanding to the scripture. And for the life of me, if, if people would understand the disciples had the understanding to the mysteries of God. And so if we understand that, we would trust what they said because so many of us today, and this ain't even my message, but so many of us today, we say we come up with our own baptism when we see the way the apostles baptized. They had the understanding to the kingdom of God. We still trying to find it today. They had the understanding. It tells us in uh, Luke, the 24th chapter. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scripture. We trying to figure out the understanding. They understood it. But anyway, so that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand, have no understanding. People will see something and still can't see it. They will hear something and still can't perceive it because... <laughs> We'll get into that later. But so it was given to his disciples to understand some things. So we're, we're going to go back up to understand what they were talking about. Let's go all the way back up uh, to verse four. Verse four. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. Now. There's a multitude of people, lots of people were following Jesus because he was, he was performing miracles for them. So many people came out unto him and he spoke to them by a parable. Why? Because it was not given to them at this time to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He taught the 12 things he didn't teach anyone else. So let's see what Jesus says. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. Mm -hmm. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. Mm -hmm. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it, and choked it. And others fell on ground, on good ground, and sprang up, and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. <laughs> he said something they didn't understand. That's, and that's what we say about this Bible all the time. I have, no under, I have no idea what they're talking about. And a lot of times we'll grasp a small part of it and try to make it seem as if we truly understand it when we don't. So he tells them a parable. Now he's trying to explain something here. But just like with many of the things, pretty much everything Jesus said, it's, it's complicated to understand. With many of the things he said, it's hard to understand. So the disciples, now they, now these were people with Jesus day in and day out. And they were honest to say, they didn't understand. Let's look at verse 9. And his disciples asked him, saying, what might this parable be? Now those people were honest. Are you an honest saint today? They didn't have an understanding of what Jesus was talking about. What is this parable talking about? Alright. And he said, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see and hearing, they might not understand. Mm -hmm. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Now, he's going to break it down for his 12. The other people are gone at this time. He spoke to them only in parables. The Bible tells us he didn't speak to them without parables. 
But now, to the people it was given to note these mysteries, he's going to speak plainly to them to give them an understanding. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So he tells them this parable, the seed here, is doing nothing but representing the word of God. Now, a sower went to sow seed. That represents nothing but the preacher. The preacher is trying to plant these seeds. Now, I'm not talking about the seeds that you used to <laughs> from the mega, the mega churches, from the multi-million dollar preachers. They're talking about sow your seeds, meaning sense of money. No, we're not talking about that seed. We're talking about the true seed, which is the word of God here. Paul told us in one place, he says, some plant and some water. Because we're trying to put the word of God in your life. The true preacher. So the preacher is bringing the word of God, which is a seed. All right. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So we have four different types of people. Now, these are people in the church. So the question is, which saint are you? This is this is time where we have to look in the mirror at ourselves to see where do we lie within God. So the first one, the seed fell by the wayside. Now, that means the word of God fell by the wayside. These people lacked an understanding. It tells us, uh, it says, Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. These people received the word into their heart. It was in their heart. But he tells us in another place that they did not have an understanding. Because your understanding means everything. It means everything. I know even even in school, a lot of times we'd be doing, especially math, a lot of times you'd be doing some math, and yep. the teacher asked you, they said, how'd you get this? I don't know. How'd you get this out? I, I don't know. You lacked <laughs> an understanding. You couldn't figure it out. But you got an answer, though. That happens so often. A lot of times, even for a test, you may have a, a vocabulary test. And all you did was go through there and memorize definitions. But when it comes time for you to put one of those definitions in a sentence, <laughs> they said, the teacher didn't tell me to study for this. <laughs> you lacked and understanding. That's the problem with the first group of people. They have no understanding. They, sure, they say, I believe, in, they, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he died for my sin. But they have no understanding. God told us in the Old Testament, he said, I will give you pastors according to my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. They didn't listen to the preaching long enough. They didn't seek long enough. He says, seek, and you'll find it. Knock, and it be open unto you. You have to search. You got to be looking diligently. God is a rewarder. If you looking diligently unto him. So the problem with the first group is they didn't have an understanding. Now, I'm not talking about you have to understand everything, but it has to start somewhere. A lot of people will tell you they don't even pick up their Bible because they don't understand anything. But are you trying to understand? Because things that we love, we put a lot of time into. If you love something, it's going to show. These people, he said, lest they should believe and be saved. Sure. They didn't truly believe because when you believe something, your actions change. When you believe something, your actions will change. I say it all the time. If I wake up in the morning, seven, seven, I have to leave my house at 715. 
if I'm about to leave and I look at the weather report, or I don't even have to look at the weather report, I can go outside and look at the cloud and I say, I believe it's going to rain. Knowing I have to be outside, I don't even pick up a jacket. I might look right at the jacket and walk right past it. But I say it with my mouth, I believe it's going to rain. My actions said I don't believe, though. Because when you believe, your actions will show it. Be belief is acting upon what you say. Belief, when I say I believe something, that's an action. Everything, everything is about actions. So these people, they had no understanding. And when you don't truly have an understanding... The devil can take it from you. So it says, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. It's happened so many times. You may say, yeah, I believe this or that. And somebody comes along and presents you an argument that sounds so much better. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden you believe what they believe now. Because you truly didn't have and understand it. If you understand something though, and it's gonna take some it's gonna it's gonna be extremely hard for somebody to change what you think when you truly have an understanding. But now because I know back to being in school, I know a lot of times somebody would get an answer to uh say a math problem, they get an answer to a math problem from you and, and they write it down and they say they believe what you said they go right next door to somebody else and they looking at their paper and they like man I think you right it's like hold on you just said you believed in the last person but because you don't have an understanding you'll fall for anything and let alone both of y'all went and got the wrong answer <laughs> So, the first group of people had no understanding. Alright. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. <laughs> now is this you? Is this you? These people... It says, they on the rock, the sea which fell on the rock, represent people now. They on the rock, which when they hear, they receive the word with joy. Now, we got a lot of people, the preacher preach, people saying amen, jumping, shouting, hitting flips. Everybody is ecstatic when they hear the word saying, I believe it, I accept it. People, I mean... <laughs> You got preachers online saying, type this, type, I receive the word of God in my heart. And they type it. <laughs> but as soon as the temptation comes, as soon as hard times come, you find yourself falling away. Because you had no root. You were not grounded in the word of God. You were not grounded in him. As soon as bad things start happening, we start questioning, man, I, I just don't know if this God thing is going to work out. If God is for us, why would he let this bad thing happen? I mean, I've gotten saved. What is wrong now? It seems as if it should be easy. You had no root. You didn't even have the knowledge to know that. If you are going to be a follower of Christ, persecution shall come. Hard times will come. You did not have enough ground in God. Alright. So the first group, they had no understanding. The second group, they were not grounded enough. They didn't have any root. These people were hard-headed. It talked about a rock. The rock is hard. These people are hard-headed. You can't tell them anything. They know everything. Which saint are you? Are we willing to humble ourselves? 
And that which fell among thorns are they, which, when they had heard, go forth, and are choked with cares of riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. <laughs> now, this, now this will take a lot of us out of here. Because with these, we are so concerned with me, me, me. We are so concerned with the riches, obtaining our own personal wealth, obtaining our own, we have our own aspirations that have nothing to do with God a lot of times. We cannot wait upon the Lord. But he said if we wait, he'll renew our strength. But we have no patience. I have to have it right now. But again, there's going to be a falling away. Same way it told us in verse 13. These people, there was a falling away. And in time of temptation, fall away. It told us in um, one other place. I can't remember where it is. Uh, this is It's in 2 Thessalonians. He talked about how there was going to be a falling away before the end of time. A falling away from the church. You can't fall away from something if you never were in it. But now somebody's going to tell you you can't even. You There's nothing that will destroy your salvation. Yes, it is. You can fall away. That's what he's talking about right here. Some fail by the wayside. Fall away. People are falling away from church. Because we see things we want and we go and we start praying for them. And if they don't come fast enough, you get mad at God and say, man, I ain't going back to church because it just didn't work. They said it would work, but it didn't work. A falling away. You are choked with cares of this world. But he said, if you seek him first, all these things will be added unto you. You don't have time to wait. You have to go seek those things first and put God on the back burner. Put God last. Alright. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart having heard the word keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Now this is the difference between all of these people the good ground. The word that fell on the good ground. With these people they keep it. The rest of them, they weren't keeping it. Some of them might have started out keeping it, and then they fell away. Some of them may have never, never kept it. But the good ground, they keep it. That's present tense. They're still keeping it. He said the seed fell on good ground. So the seed is the word of God. The word of God fell on good ground. We're nothing but... Dust of the ground. We're nothing but dust of the ground. Will the word of God fall upon you. And cause you. To produce fruit. Cause you to bring forth good fruit. Nothing but actions. Cause you to keep it. That's what it's about. Your action. Whether you keep it or not. That's all it's about. So we see these different groups of people and how we ourselves fit within it. Are you planted in the word of God? Do you have an understand, a true understanding now? Do you have an understanding? If you don't, that's okay. If you don't have an understanding, that's all right. Are you trying to get one is the question. That's the real question. Are you trying to get one? Because it won't take much. Because the devil is coming immediately. Told us that in one of these other scriptures. I don't remember where. Uh, but he's coming immediately after he finds out you have accepted the true word of God. He's coming immediately. Because <laughs> as soon as somebody finds out, they're going to start telling you something completely false. And if you have no understanding, you will believe it. As soon as somebody finds out, you say, I just got saved. 
They said, man, what you doing that for? You know that stuff ain't real, right? And automatically you fall away. You said, what? They said, no, it's scientific based. It ain't true. You said, well, I got to believe science. Everybody believes science. So many things will destroy us if we are not careful. We have to allow the true word of God to fall on good ground. And there is a way that you can know if it does. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 3 and 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Your work shall be made known. If you believe, it'll be made known. If you don't believe, it'll be made known. Because again, your actions is going to show it. If you believe, your actions are going to show it. Your works will be made manifest. If a person is building a home and they didn't do a very good job, the foundation is faulty. Eventually, maybe not that first day, but allow time to progress. Continue to watch. You will begin to see they didn't do a good job. Their work was made manifest. Eventually, you will start to see the walls cracking. You start to see this house deteriorate. So, it's the same way with us. If we are to take in God's word, allow it to work on us in the inside, people are going to see it. Jesus told us, let your light so shine that men may see your good works. They'll see it. He didn't say, let your light so shine that men may hear your good work. He said, just talk about it. They're going to see it. He said they were going to hear your good mouth, your good speech. No, they're going to see what you've done because your words or your actions speak for you. Jesus talked about believing that he was in the Father and the Father was in him. Even if you can't believe him for that, for what he said, believe what he did. Because if the Father were not in him, how could he raise himself from the dead? How could he heal? How could he do all these wonderful things? So if we get him in us, it seems like it ought to be a change. If we get him in us, I was talking to my dad um, earlier and he was talking to me about Saul and how they told Saul that he would prophesy and how that the spirit of God would enter into him and he would become another man. That's what the Holy Ghost, which is the kingdom of God, when it comes inside of us we will become somebody we weren't so before you may have been saying i'll never forgive anybody but once you receive the holy ghost it's coming to change you but he that hath an ear to hear let him hear not everybody has an ear see even on the outside we're looking at a natural ear but your ear is really inside your ear is in your heart, your understanding. He that hath an ear, let him hear. He's always talking about your understanding being open. So I know a lot of people, these seeds are going to fall on good ground. Because he already said that they would. Let's, let's actually go to Matthew. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Uh, we'll we'll start at thirteen. I, I was talking to a, a guy just yesterday, and 
we were just talking about some things about the Bible, and he's he's grew up in church and talked about how his mom sent him scriptures every day, and he was telling me about how he he wants to play football and this and that, and so I just began telling some things about the scriptures, and this man was surprised because he had never heard any of these things. He was so amazed to find out that the Bible declares most people end up lost. Why? Because the seed did not fall on good ground because they didn't keep it. They might have started. They may have never started. But they didn't continue. So I wanted to look at verse, we'll start at verse 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. There's going to be many that enter into destruction. All three types of people we just read. The first three types. Those that fell by the wayside. Those that fell on the rock. And those that fell on the thorny ground. Those entered in to destruction. It was only four people. It was only four types of people. Only four Three out of the four types, he said they weren't good enough. They weren't working. They brought forth no fruit. He told us they didn't bring forth fruit. Some of them started. They started out good. And something took them out, whether it was a lack of understanding, whether it was a care of the world, something they just felt they had just had to go have right now. No matter what it was. Whether it was a temptation that just sucked them out of here, sucked them out of Christ. No matter what it was, it was something that got them out of there. That's all the devil's job is, to get you out of God, no matter what it is. So, out of the four, we see three of the people, three of these types of people end up being lost. Same, same thing he's telling us here. He said the same thing. He said many are going to be lost. All right? Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Only a few. Only those that the word of God fell on good ground. You are the good ground because you are literally the dust of the ground. You are the good ground if you choose to be. So few, I mean, it's perfectly illustrated in this, in this parable. Only a few would find life. Only a few were going to believe in the word and then keep it. They were going to be a hearer and a doer, doer of the word. Only a few. All right. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. And these False prophets, they contributed to a lot of these people being lost. Because it told us in the first one, the, the people who uh, the seed fell by the wayside, after they heard it, it went into their heart. But they had no understanding. So immediately somebody came and worked on them. The false prophet came and worked on them. Start telling them, no, that's not right. No, this is what you should believe. And took the truth out of them. Because they listened to a false prophet. There's no coincidence that Jesus tells them. Immediately after telling them most people would be lost. He then tells them, you better watch out for the false prophets. It's no coincidence. Because it sounds good, but inwardly, they're nothing but ravening wolves. It sounds good, but ultimately, it's going to lead you to destruction, alright? You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? You will know them by their actions. Mm -hmm. Even so, every good tree bringing forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringing forth evil fruit. Now he's still talking about the good here. He said good fruit. These people that it fell on 
good ground. The word of God fell on good ground. So you have good fruit and evil fruit. The three people we just read about, the three types of people, it fell on evil ground. Mm -hmm. They brought forth evil fruit. All right. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Now, he's not talking about throwing a tree into fire. He's talking about throwing us into the fire because we did not fulfill his will. So, again, we have to look at ourselves and see which saint are we. Because right now we have an opportunity to change. An opportunity to say, I want to get right with God. This is our chance to bring forth good fruit. We will know people. I'll know you and you'll know me by the fruit that I bear, by what I do, by my actions, what I produce, the way I treat you. You'll know me. Just, just stick around long enough, you'll know. Every man's heart will be made manifest. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaker. You see what people say. You look at how they live. You'll know. It's easy to tell which saint you are. But will you be honest with yourself? Will you be humble enough to say, I know I need to work on this. I know I need to get serious about God. What will you choose, though? So, really, this parable that Jesus talked about a sower going to sow seed, he was trying to show them themselves. Even when Jesus, uh, he told the disciples, and he had many people following him, there was a lot of people there. I don't even think the Bible records how many people were there. But he told them, except ye drink of my blood and eat of my flesh, you have no part in me. People left. He said, man, what in the world? This man must be crazy. <laughs> eat his flesh and drink his blood. This man's a lunatic. They had no understanding of what he meant. They had no understanding. He said in one place in the Old Testament, he said, my people perish. They are destroyed for a lack of understanding. In Proverbs, he said, with all thy getting, get and understand. Understanding means everything. You can figure it out when you get lost because you have an understanding. You can get your way out of it. When you are lost, I remember I was I was uh, thinking about it the other day. I've been trying to learn how to cut my own hair. And so I didn't have a true understanding. Still, still barely do. Because I've, I've been watching patterns. I've been watching the steps that people said follow. So I'm doing that. But in the process, if I get lost, I can't figure out how to fix it. Because I had no understanding. So understanding means everything. Especially in God too. It means everything. So I'm praying that we would seek God. He said, if you seek, you'll find it. If you knock, it'll be open to you. The disciples asked him about the parable. They said, what does this mean? He said, it's given to you to know. Why? Because you guys are going to ask. You guys are going to try to find out. I want to know what this means. I want to understand this. But we can read all kinds of stuff in the Bible. We don't even care about it. We're not thinking one thing about it. We have no true understanding. We don't even know what Jesus looks like. Because if we had an understanding of the Bible, we would know this person that so many people are showing, that's not him. 
<laughs> Gives no description of what he looks like yet. You see so many pictures uh, of If we had an understanding, if you had an understanding of these scriptures, you would know God is not about appearance. He said God's looked not at the outward appearance. No, God ain't looking at that. He's looking at the heart. So why then are you so concerned with putting this picture in? He said, don't look at the outward appearance. Look at the heart. That's why we can't find out how Jesus looked. It was not important what he looked like. What was important was what was in this man's heart. So, so many people were caught up. A lot of these people said they couldn't forgive, no doubt, because of the racial barrier. A lot of them are looking at it as a racial thing. Because they have no understanding. No understanding. Again, God looks not at the outward appearance. He's looking at the heart. So why are we so focused on the outward appearance? But saying we are true Christians. So again, which one of those four saints are you? But none of these things are to make you feel uh, bad. I mean, it's a good thing to feel bad about something. But how do you respond? Do you just get upset when somebody brings up you? Or do you say, you know what, I'm going to work on that? Because that is true repentance. Saying I want to work on me. That's what this is about. So again, which saint are you? Do you have an understanding? Are you planted in the word of God? Do you have true roots? Are you going to be uprooted? Are you going to fall away when things don't go your way? Will the cares of this world take you out? Or Will you be one of the few that the word of God will fall on and it'll produce fruit? It'll cause you to keep his word because it's going to be made manifest. Jesus told us, he said, he's coming quickly to pay every man according as his work shall be. He's going to pay us for what we do. He didn't say I'm coming to pay you for what your mouth said. He's coming to pay for what you did. So it's easy for me to come on here and 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 talk about the Bible and, and just sit here and talk. That's it ain't hard to do. It's just sitting here and talking. But what will I do as a result of what I have read and heard? What will I do? People say it all the time. It's easier said than done. Because it is. But that's. that's I can sit here and talk. But that's really all that. I was really. Uh, wanting to say. Uh, that I can think of. <laughs> that is. Um. But ultimately, which saint are you? And don't be deceived by people just because you are in a certain situation. That doesn't have to continue. You can come out. These are what we're bringing to you is a way out. Joy in the midst of the storm. This isn't just to tell you how bad of a person you are. So that you can stay there. No, kick you while you die. No, this is about telling you God wants more of you. He wants you to be what he wants you to be. This has nothing to do with Tony. It has nothing to do with what I want you to be. I didn't write these scriptures. God had these scriptures written. This is his word. He's calling you to do something. But Melvin, I'll let you. <laughs> oh, you could have kept going. 
But um, good lesson as, as always. Um, it's just so much that can be said. I have a lot of things in my mind, and I know I'm going to begin to say the majority of them. But one thing I want to say is um, this may not be directly related to the message, but um, the race is definitely a huge problem in today's society. You know? Like you mentioned earlier, the Bible gives no description of what Jesus looked like. Yet we see so many pictures of him. And God did that on purpose. Because if Jesus was black, then the black community would say, man, Jesus was black. Look, look. And then it would be like a whole mess. Same way if he was white. I mean, just look at the stuff that we have going on today. Like the lady walking into the wrong apartment and shooting the black unarmed man. Well, this is from what I've read. And she thinking that um she was in her house. Whether she's right or wrong, a lot of people a lot of people feel the way they feel about that situation because she is a white person and shooting a black unarmed man. Mm-hmm. Not saying that she was right for what she did, not at all. And a lot of people are upset because people are forgiving them. Even the, the brother of the, of the deceased man forgave her for what she did. Now, if the roles were reversed and there had been a, a black person walking and killing a white person, I bet it would be a lot more receptive if somebody believed them. From the black community. Right. Yep. So we feel a lot of bias towards a lot of things just based on race. But when Jesus came down and died for us, he died for all. For all people, white, black, Indian, Mexican, Asian, Japanese, no matter what, die for everyone. So no matter if that person was white or not, no matter if that person was black, no matter what they did, it is our job and in our best interest to forgive them. Because if we don't forgive them, then God will not forgive us. And going to hell is not worth not forgiving somebody, not holding... It's not worth holding a grudge against somebody. Life is definitely too short for that. Holding grudges on something that happened five, ten years ago, keeping you from being happy now. And then if we get upset at something, we feel like we must get revenge. And the scripture says, vengeance belongs to the Lord. Just sit back and think, is this going to matter to me five months from now, six months from now, a year from now? Even what I say can hurt that person a lot more in that time. It could definitely hurt. But all we have to do is control ourselves, and that takes practice, and it takes an understanding. And getting on the topic of understanding, we read the Bible all the time and have no idea what it's talking about, but we act like we do. Like Tony was bringing up, um, he was talking to uh, one of his friends and said that person was just so amazed. And that's how a lot of people that we talk to, when we bring out scriptures that are not so much talked about, like Matthew 7, 13 and 14. How many people have heard that? How many people actually know that most people go to hell? It's not that much. And even further down, we didn't get to it. But it says, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God. We think that we do good good deeds in the name of the Lord, then we're straight. I mean, it's a good thing to do. But how are the rest of our how is the rest of our life lining up with the word of God? Not just because we say Lord, Lord, but not just because we build a big beautiful building in his name, that's not gonna be enough to get us in. So it's up to us to get an actual understanding of what he's saying so that we don't fall into the category of the majority that won't believe. Because at one, at some point in everyone's life, they will hear the true word of God. But we as people, as a whole human race, are so caught up on hearing only what we want to hear and not what we need to hear. It's a verse that talks about that. People having itchy ears. I remember um, it used to be a lot of videos on Facebook talking about this guy called the the cursing pastor, and and it's crazy. One video he literally held a twerk contest at his church, and I was going through the comments, and people were saying, "I see this is the type of person I'll listen to. This is the pre. This is probably the only preacher that I'll listen to, because it's what they want to hear." 
People want to hear that they can do whatever they want to do and still end up in heaven. People bring up the prodigal son all the time. Yes, the son sinned and yes, the father took him back. But he still had to do what the father said do after he came back. People always bring up he who is without sin cast the first stone. That is true. We all have sin. But they missed the part where Jesus said go and sin no more. Because it's not what they want to hear. They want to hear I can do whatever I want to do and still get into heaven. And that's not so. A lot of people won't hear that. I won't get a lot of amens on that. But I'm not looking for amens. I'm looking to bring the truth out. They say, where you say that at? Go and sin no more. Where you say that at? I didn't say that. I didn't say that, boss. This ain't it, chief. And that's what gets a lot of people caught up. They look for... The response to their message. They look for a lot of people to jump and shout, Amen. Not saying that's all a bad thing, but just because they do that, I mean, it doesn't mean that they're getting understanding. <laughs> just because I say you're going to get a new house in 30 days <laughs> doesn't mean you have an understanding of what the scripture says. A lot of people go to church today, they get a motivational speech. As I, and as I always say, there's nothing wrong with being motivated. But how is that going to help me get into heaven? How is that going to allow me to understand these scriptures? A lot of people bring up John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But go back up um, a few verses. Back up to verses 1 through 5 and we um, read about the man Nicodemus asking Jesus what he was to um, inherit eternal life. And he said, unless you're born again, you won't be able to understand these scriptures. Unless you're born of the water and of the spirit, you won't be able to enter into the kingdom of God. So that was, that's the first step. That is the foundation that we must have. Being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. But a lot of people don't want to hear that. <laughs> And I don't, I don't understand what the big deal is about getting baptized in Jesus' name anyway. What I do is, is the devil. See, the devil is very smart. He knows what a person likes and dislikes. And he knows how to get into a person's head to get them to stop believing. All it just takes is a little bit of doubt. And then you hear somebody say, oh, that's not right. And then you say, man, I knew that wasn't right because that's what you want to hear. Because you don't really have an understanding. You didn't do the necessary steps it took for you to understand. And I remember somebody asked me, so these preachers is 80, 90 years old. You really think they're wrong? They've been studying this scripture for all these years and you really think they're wrong? Yes, that can happen. And it's in the Bible that people are like that. It doesn't matter how long you read. If you don't do what God said, do. He will not open your understanding so that you can understand the scriptures. That's why a lot of people mess up at the beginning. So we definitely have to have to get the right understanding. And I see we don't have any questions. Thank you, Sharon, for the comment. Thank you for being with us if you're um, still here. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you to everyone else who watch or may watch or may listen on the podcast. Uh, greatly do appreciate you listening to the Word of God. And we know we don't say a lot of things that get people jumping and shouting, but that's not the goal around here. The goal around here is to tell the absolute truth. And we as Christians, you know, can't be afraid to step on some toes. Because that's what a lot of pastors do. They may know the truth, but they don't once they say it. <laughs> they may lose a lot of visits or a lot of members. And what does that mean? Oh, they losing time money, you know. Got to keep that time money. So I'm just preach this little watered down gospel. We're not going to do that. No matter who is listening. If it's only a half a person listening. It's always about bringing forth the true word of God. Because all it like if only one. I said before and I said again. If only one person listens. It's job well done. Because we're, we can apply to that parable right now. The good word. which is the, Or the good seed. The seed. Falling on the uh, good ground is the word of God. It's falling right now. So it's up to you and up to everybody what you do with it, how you respond to it. Will you just get upset? 
Or when you know that you, like when you, when you hear something that you may not have believed or you believe differently, well, you know that, man, I got to make a change. I see it right now in the scripture. It's not just what we're saying, it's what's in the scripture. You see it and it'll change. And it'll, it definitely, it'll definitely hurt some too. Two-edged sword. And um, Acts 2 and um, verse 37, they said they were cut, they were pricked in their hearts. That's what the true word of God will do. But how did they respond? Peter told them to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And they'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they respond? They did that. About 3,000 souls are added into the church. If you keep on reading down there. And then keep reading further. We'll move on to perfections. Keeping the apostles doctrine. But I'm going to leave it at that, though. Um, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And this will be uploaded to our podcast directory shortly after we go off. So we hope you guys stay safe. Have a blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys either Tuesday at our, in our in-person Bible study or next Thursday on here. So, again, thank you for watching. And we'll see you then. See you guys.